Good morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We want to welcome you back. If you were with us uh, yesterday, on Wednesday, <clears throat> we have been studying and we are continuing our study on God's uh, timing and God's seasons. Uh, these are appointed feast of the Lord. And we are on the third one, which is the Feast of First Fruits. Yesterday, we covered the section on the actual natural feast, which was instituted by God and given to the nation of Israel. And they did not actually celebrate it until they entered into the Promised Land almost 40 40 something years later. When they entered in, then the manna ceased and all the old bread that they had ceased. They uh, had the Passover, they had the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Then they were that year eating of the first crops that they had actually planted. Today we're going to be looking at uh, Christ's part and fulfillment of the Feast of First Fruits. We have to understand this. Everything that is written in the scripture has a purpose, has a divine purpose. There is a timing for everything also because there is a prophetic side to the things that God has established in his word. Everything also points to Jesus because he is the Alpha and the Omega. In other words, everything between A and if we could use the word Z uh, in English, he's everything in between there. So this is where we're going to pick up our study today in the book of Matthew, chapter 27, verse 51. We're going to look at some of the events that took place during the uh, crucifixion, the burial, uh, the resurrection of Jesus. And because there are events that were taking place at the very moment that Jesus was being crucified, at the very moment that he died, and then, and then, three days later, at the very moment when he resurrects and uh, comes out of the grave. Those are the physical events that we're looking at. But in the realm of the Spirit, there was many events. It was a very busy time uh, that was taking place. Events that were taking place under the earth, events that were taking place on top of the earth, and events that were taking place in heaven. And we're going to be looking at all of these things. It's going to take us a little bit of time. So hopefully you'll join us and be with us. Matthew 27, 51. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake and the rocks were rent or the rocks were a split. Now, we have to understand this, that at the moment that Jesus died, at the very moment that he died, the veil, which was roughly about 60 feet high or 50, 50, uh, 60 feet long from top to bottom, was cut, literally torn from the top to the bottom. Now, we have to understand that Jesus said that he would destroy this temple and in three days raise it up again. So he's talking about his very own body also. We have to understand also that the body of Jesus also represented the veil. We'll find this in the book of Hebrews, and we'll be reading a little bit about this and looking about how his body literally wound up being the veil that was taken away 
for us because of sin. He was made sin for us, even though he never did sin himself. But we'll get to that. The next verse we want to look at is in Hebrews, in chapter 10, in verse 20. It says, By a new and living way he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. In other words, through his body, he has made a new and living way for us to have access to God. This involved, of course, the shedding of his blood on the cross, the paying for the penalty of sin, and all of these things, restoring back to man a lot of the things that he had lost during the fall. Then it says in the book of Colossians, in chapter 1, verse 22, in the body of his flesh, once again, talking about the body of Jesus, which was prepared from the very beginning of the foundations of the earth to be inhabited by the word, the living word, and then presented up to be crucified for man's sins. It says, through, <clears throat> uh, in, in the body of his flesh, through death, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. That was one of the things that was being accomplished by the work of his sacrifice. In Mark chapter 15, verse 39, it says, And when the centurion, uh, which had stood over up against him, saw that he so cried out and gave up the ghost, he said, Truly this man was the Son of God. What did the centurion see at the very moment of the death of Jesus, when he gave up the ghost, when he said, into your hands, do I commit or commend my spirit? The tomb in which Jesus was going to be buried in after he was taken down, he was going to be wrapped in linen cloth, and he was going to be covered with a napkin upon his face, and they were going to anoint him with uh, spices and oil and uh, prepare his body to be put in that cave. Roughly, it's estimated the weight of that thing was about 100 pounds. Uh, and then you consider his weight. So that, that was a good amount of weight that the body of Jesus and all of this weighed. So he's in his tomb. All of a sudden... There is an earthquake when he dies, but there's also an earthquake when he rises up. What is the purpose behind these earthquakes before and after? And what is the purpose of these individuals that rise up out of the grave with him also? So we'll be looking at some of these things. He needed witnesses to testify of his resurrection. Of the things that took place during those three days that he was under the earth, the things that were happening. You have to remember, all the prophets prophesied about Jesus and his coming and his work. So each of them can actually say, hey, this is the one that I was talking about. This is the one that I saw in my dreams or in my visions or whatever. So each and every one of them had something to say. And the closer you got... From the time of Adam all the way to the time of Christ, then you had people like Anna that was at the temple and Simon 
who had been who had received the promise of the spirit that he would not see death until he had seen the salvation of Israel uh you had uh people like Zechariah the father of John the Baptist you know that 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 he was given uh this opportunity to have a child that would be the forerunner of Jesus you have all those old you have all these old testament saints that had died before Jesus died on the cross that had at one point or another not only believed on him but they had actually died for their faith if necessary even though they never knew him in person now the importance behind all of this is because all of a sudden you're going to have the death of one individual he is on the cross He's an Old Testament individual just as Jesus was Old Testament up until the new covenant was cut and that is the thief that is on the cross. That thief on the cross was crucified under the Old Testament but Christ already pays for the price of his salvation by the time his legs are broken and he dies which makes it an interesting thing to consider uh If you were to just even give it a little bit of thought it makes you wonder of all the things that were taking place if those tombs opened up which they did and the rocks were broken or rolled away by the earthquake then then those individuals that came up we have to ask ourselves several questions who were they What type of body did they have? How long did they linger on the earth? Did they die again? Did they ascend into heaven with Jesus when he was caught up 40 days later? All of these are interesting questions that we need to consider and look at, especially since so many events were taking parallel at the same time. you had what was taking place on earth naturally what was taking place under the earth and the things that were taking place in heaven and i hope you will join us tomorrow as we continue with this and we look at these thoughts and consider them because here's a food for thought who knows maybe even his own father was among those of the old testament saints that were raised up that entered into the city of jerusalem during that time now that's a thought for wonder until we meet again the lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face shine upon you the lord be gracious unto you the lord just fill you with peace in jesus name amen <laughs>